Well, hello, folks, and welcome to another version of Now and Then with Glenn. My name is Glenn Williams. I'm your host, and it's a great pleasure and honor today uh, to have, have in the studio for, for a quick conversation, uh, uh, Santiago Gasses. I did it, didn't I? <laughs> Santiago, but all of his friends and everybody call him Santi. Thank you, and welcome to the studio. Absolutely, Glenn. Uh, one of the reasons that I, I wanted to bring you in today and talk, there's been this whole conversation across the board about digital equity, and, and some people get knocked off of this. You know, you know how we discovered it? During COVID, we partnered with the Boston Public Schools to bring programming home for the kids so that they'd be able to do their classes at home through their Google Chromebooks. And we were discovering that a lot of the kids their Chromebooks were losing co connection to the internet if Uncle Charlie in the other room answered his cell phone. <clears throat> you know, it's one of those kind of things. So it was disturbing. And we, we, so we started talking about it and we started getting some information. And I thought that the person to talk to about this would be the chief information officer for the city of Boston, which Santi is for the Department of Innovation and Technology. Do it, right? Uh, congratulations, and once again, welcome, welcome to being in, and welcome to the studio. Um, what kinds of things, let's explain that, let's try and explain that digital inequity that some people are experiencing in parts of a great city like Boston. It's not just Boston, it's across the country. There's lots of places that are running into issues like that. Can you give us a little layman's interpretation or description of kind of what that is we're looking at? Yes, absolutely. So when we think about digital connectivity, we often think about there's a number of really complicated things that need to happen for you to have a good experience, right? You need to have access to affordable internet connection. You need to make sure that in your apartment, house, that you have good Wi-Fi, likely you're connecting uh, through the wireless. Um, you need to have the right device to do what you're trying to do. If you're going to write a novel, maybe your smartphone's not going to do it. Um, you need to have access to the right technology. Maybe you don't even have a smartphone. So, mm. um, and then we think also about the skills and the competences. Do you know how to do what you want to do? And over the years, we've seen you know, when computers were starting to get popular and people with the internet first came out in the 90s. There's a lot of people that were trying to learn how to use computers. Nowadays, most people know how to use a computer, but they might not know how to do specific things. So yeah. they want to pay their taxes or they want to contact their doctor or they want to engage with BNN, with the content that's in, in YouTube and in other media. So. Um, for us, digital inequity occurs when any of those things are not working for someone. And wow. particularly, we know that the people that tend to benefit the most from being connected, the people that have mobility issues, elderly, adult, low-income residents, are the people that have the hardest time making sure that all of these pieces work well so they can have a good experience and get done the things that, they, that would make them better off. So there's a whole... There's, there's a pyramid of things. You know, there's, there's, there's this whole thing. And if one of those individual things in the pipeline someone's having difficulty with, their, their conduct, their, their connection is faulty. Absolutely. Is there anything that we can, you know, uh, when I explain to people what PEG Access is, and, 
and how across the line and how across you know what we've done we used that right of way back in the 80s to string cable across everybody and then plug into people's houses that was a direct connection mm -hmm. uh, if you had that kind of thing you'd be able to uh, get a, a, a internet connection mm -hmm. right uh, it's not that way anymore now there's a Wi-Fi thing that kind of flies through the air and people are going Flies through the air? Or can you, what do you mean by that? What is Wi-Fi? How does that work? Yes, and the, as you mentioned, there's a very close relationship between cable and internet. Um, and some people, their first types of connectivity were through phones, DSL, and some other things. So there you truly would not be able to be online. And if someone picked up the phone, you'd yeah. get upset. Um, but Comcast and other cable providers started to leverage the coax cables and all of the infrastructure that existed to be able to distribute internet connectivity at home. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you know, in the past, like, what, 20 years, they, we started building ways in which for people not have to be connected with that ethernet cable, that little blue cable that uh, you have to be just on your desktop or have a cable running to your laptop. We started building radios and that's what Wi-Fi is. It's just a repeater. It takes that internet connectivity and turns it into uh, radio broadcast. But, um, but definitely there's a lot of relationship between the, the cable uh, providers and digital equity issues. So. Part of what led to the creation of BNN and of other community access group was the sense that we needed to have more equitable access for people to produce content, that communities of color, that communities in our cities were right. going to be left behind in being able to share their stories. And the Congress and, and other people decided that we should have these peg, these uh, public education and government channels. Right. And now, we're thinking, again, similarly, the content that is getting produced is produced digitally through phones and TikToks and other things. And the, the studio here uses digital technology. And you're able to share the programming not only through cable, but also through, um, through the internet. So there's this marriage of complicated things. They're different, but in their close right. cousins, if you will. You know. You know what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break just for one second, okay? Listen, gang, you're watching Now and Then with Glenn. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Please do not go away. Uh, we're with Santi Gustis, and we're talking about uh, the Internet. We're talking about, about connect connectivity. When we come back, I want to talk about if we've gone too far. Mm -hmm. Have we gotten out of control here? You know, so listen, <laughs> we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Do not go away. Thank you. People couldn't see my potential, so I had to show them. I've run this place for 20 years, but I still need to prove that I'm more than what you see on paper. Today, I'm the CEO of my own company. It's the way my mind works. I have a very mechanical brain. Why are we not rethinking this? I am more. I'm more than, than who I am on paper. Well, welcome back, gang. Thanks an awful lot for hanging in there with us. My name is Glenn Williams. I am the general manager of Boston Neighborhood Network, and you are watching now and then with Glenn. I didn't come up with that name, but I, 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 it's growing on me. 
Uh, we are talking to Santi Gassis, who is the Chief Information Officer for the Department of uh, Innovation and Technology. Uh, thanks for being here, Santi. I appreciate it. Um, have we gotten out of control with all of this stuff? TikTok. I, I'm a MySpace guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like all of these these ways to communicate and all of this stuff. Are we overloading what we what we have to provide? I mean, is it getting crazy? Yeah, so again, we the way that we think about this and again, the way that people have connected and they access all of these different things is complex, right? Some people prefer to connect with other family members. Yeah. Some people prefer to go to the library and not have internet at home. Right, right. I think that what we saw during the pandemic is that when you don't have the choice of being connected, having access to being connected was critical. Mm. So in moments where you really can't be in physical proximity of another human being, the digital tools can be kind of that line, last line of resort, and it's what allowed people to continue to study, to work, and to engage. So um, I think like, if someone feels that it is their choice, that there's certain things that they don't want to have at home, that, that should be their choice. But it should be truly a choice. It, can't, it shouldn't be because they cannot afford it. It should not be because they don't have access to the tools or the skills. So. Um, that's partially when we think about, I'm a math person, so mm -hmm. when I think about what does success look like, it's not so much about the denominator being every human being in the city of Boston, but it's like, let's connect everybody who wants to be connected, mm -hmm. um, and let's create an infrastructure that if they change that choice, or the circumstances change, that they can get connected in a way that is dignified, affordable, and of high quality. You know, one of the things that we discover here at BNN, because we have, we're a membership, mm -hmm. and we bring everybody who wants to come in from the city, residents who want to come in and do things, we've actually run across people that need help setting up an email address. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what's this www thing? Uh, and and you, you try to, you, we, we work with people at all of those levels. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tech guy. I, I, you know, I, I love technology and stuff, and we're putting up routers outside so that I can sit in the backyard and do all of my stuff, you know. But it's, it, it, how do we find out where these people are if they can't send me an email? Mm -hmm. How do we find out who these people are? Some people are living in these, these housing developments where there's hundreds of families living in there, you know, and, and the Celtics are on tonight, and everybody logs on to the Celtics, and guess what happens? Poof. And it even happens with us. Let's we, we go to White Stadium to do a, 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 a track and field event, and if people, if everybody in that place has their phone on doing something, it could interfere with our with our broadcast. What are the steps we're looking at, Santi? What are we looking at? Yes. A better fiber. What what is it? Yes. So um, look, as I mentioned, it is a complex issue, and I'm, I started electrical engineering partially because I was always interested in knowing how it all worked. Uh, and the more that you learn, the more that you realize how incredible, what a feat of engineering it is that yes. we have these experiences. So the f foremost, I think that, as you mentioned, we have people in Boston, it's acknowledging and understanding that there are challenges, that, the, that this digital divide does exist in Boston. Yes. 
not everybody, and in some cases, as you pointed out, it might be skills, it might be they just don't have comfort and familiarity. So we work with a large number of organizations, and I think that foremost, our strategy is, let's meet people where they are. Mm. So over the years, we've worked with Tech Goes Home, with a number of community-based organizations, to provide programming and skills through those organizations where they already are. And again, if you're, if you're an individual that's experiencing homelessness and you're looking for housing, you can go and make sure, you know, track your case and request the housing and be in contact with people through internet and through right. connectivity. So having an email device might be helpful. So we work across the board to try to get the tools and the programming to people where they are. There's a lot of focus in working with people in affordable housing, yeah. so the Boston Housing Authority and with uh, the other providers of affordable housing. And it is a challenge in thinking what, and again, the pandemic kind of showed us how quickly the problem turned on its head. If you, it is different to design a network where 100 people are gonna connect versus one where 10,000 people yeah. are going to connect, then what we've seen is that some of these patterns are changing. Um, people are doing more things that are more intense. Um, they want to stream video uh, of their pet that's at home. They want to do like a number Whatever of things. Whatever it is they want. Whatever it is. You know, you know, you brought it up a little bit earlier. How about, how about the, the senior citizen that's sitting at home needs to get into my chat, needs to talk to the doctor, can't get out, can't get there, can't get an appointment because of the overwhelming responsibility we've put on our medical society and stuff that they can't get an appointment for three or four weeks they can't get it they can't get on there and, and and you know i think one of the things the pandemic did was it gave us this opportunity to look at everything that's going on and realize and recognize that it's not somebody's fault that we're kind of like this i hear that a lot i hear a lot that well you're doing this because and they, because and i'm going well you know i think we're discovering some of the issues we're having and we're actively trying to correct it i believe that's the case yeah i, th I think so too and again life life is hard and i think that the people that need the most help life is harder if you're an elderly adult and maybe you're dealing with a disability or some health issues it's just a little bit harder, and mm. um, this is where I think digital tools should make things easier, and sometimes dealing with digital tools can be a little bit daunting at first, mm -hmm. but that's where we've been focusing on thinking, what are the things that would help people? Booking an appointment, renewing their prescriptions. Uh, for people that might have mobility issues, they might be able to get a job that they don't have to leave their home and go there and have go. a commute. Um, ordering your staples online exactly so there's there's a number it's starting to think about what are the things that people care about that would make life better if you're an elderly adult and an immigrant you might want to be able to talk to family members that are really far away and having a stable and affordable internet connection can help you do that right. see pictures of your grandchildren right. um, be able, if you're an immigrant, being able to uh, contact your consulate and people that you might need to renew your passport. Yeah. That happened to me, I'm, a, I'm an immigrant and you need to book your appointment online. And if you've never used a computer. Right, or don't have one. Or you don't have one, it's, uh, it's tall order. So yeah. um, 
that, and that matches a little bit of what our, our department spends the bulk of our time and resources helping connect and power our city government. Yeah. But we know that when we're working with the Office of Food Justice or with the pu public schools or with other people, we often encounter that gap that we want to reach people through government. And a lot of times we're investing in these digital tools, but there's that little gap, that little step mm -hmm. that makes it hard for us to get in touch with people. And that's where we said, let's not, as Mayor Wu says, let's embrace the possibilities. Let's not take that gap as a given. Let's try to do our hardest to figure out how right. we can make that possible. One of the things that, that, that we noticed here in a lot of other municipalities around the country recognized and saw was that because of the pandemic, what we did was we were able to uh, find uh, uh, that we were needed, that the PEG access stations were kind of going to be a resource for some of the, because, you know, the public part, people come in and, oh, that Glenn Williams, what about the educational part, working with the schools and the colleges to make sure the students are seeing what they want. But that government side, the transparency of our city council and their budget meetings and stuff and all of that kind of thing, I think a lot of the municipalities kind of recognized and said, you know, the only route we have here are our PEG access stations. You know, you brought up a great company a couple of minutes ago, Tech Goes Home. Tech Goes Home does an amazing, incredible job for, for people like the people we're talking about, the ones that don't have a computer, don't have the skills, and don't have the ability to be able to connect with their doctors or their schools and stuff. Tech Goes Home does a great job. Yes, I, they're an amazing partner, and the, I think it's one of those leading models on how to engage with residents where they work with the organizations that work with people. Mm -hmm. um, they've built curriculum that matches, you know, how to set up an email account, how to do the even basic things that we might take for granted. And they're a close partner uh, for, for our department and for the city. And it's a model that is starting to grow to other parts of the Commonwealth it's and great. in other parts yeah. of the US. It's great. And, and, and I think people end up with a, with a laptop at the end of a course and stuff. You know? So, so they're, they're, they're supplying you know, people with the tools, the talent, and, and kind of demystifying and making it not so scary. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I still have people that come down and say, I don't want to give you my email address, you know, but that's, you know, it's okay. You don't have to. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, um, we've, got to, we've got just a couple of minutes left. What a, well, the other thing I wanted to tell you is that you guys are doing a fantastic job connecting City Hall, making sure everybody in City Hall can get a hold of whoever they need <laughs> to get a hold of. Thank you for that because... I have lots of friends over there, and, and it's easy to see that they're, they're actually enjoying and getting a lot of things that do it provide, and I think that that's great. City council, chambers, and all that stuff. What's the solution? I know that's a tough question. That's a tough question to ask you with eight minutes left, but, yeah. you know. I think, again, it's being, um, we're very fortunate and grateful for the assessment that BNN uh, helped cover around the connectivity gaps in the city. Yeah. Again, I think that, um, I, think that I, I think about Mayor Wu's charge to us uh, in the cabinet and, and across the board. We are trying to build the city together. We're trying to build the community together. And the challenges that we face, not everybody's having the best of days. Sometimes when people are interacting with government, they really need something and yeah. they're 
having a bad day. Like if you're going in and no one thinks that the happiest part of giving birth is getting a birth certificate, huh. or if you're bereaving that you're going to have to get a death certificate to make sure that you can act on the state. But that's government. We deal with people at their, high, at their highest and sometimes at their lowest. So I think continuing to listen, continue to learn where some of those gaps exist and working together with uh, the private sector, with the internet service providers, Comcast, Verizon, who have also been great partners to mm -hmm. us, with BNN, working with uh, our community organizations and keep trying to build a better city, a one that is more empathic, a little bit kinder, more dignified. And I think that that is, that is worth doing. And in some sense, I think like what inspires me about our mayor, Michelle Wu, is if we do it right, the, the fixing of the problem can also build community and can build connective tissue. That's great. You know, <clears throat> I belong to a national organization, the Alliance for Community Media, but uh, it's, uh, you know, one of the things that we hear is that the things that do it are doing, and the things that the city are doing for, for a lot of their citizens and a lot of the people that need to get, get, get connected is an example for other municipalities. And that's because of people like you and your team. And, and it's because of the connection that the mayor does have to we need. We need to do this. And it's not just a conversation at a, at a conference table. It's not just a phone call in our office, but it's the next step of, well, let's put people in places where they can get some of these things done. And I think that that's kind of what the rest of the rest of the country, I'll say it, the rest of the country is seeing Boston do. And I think that as long as, as we have people like you and your team and, and people pushing to make sure that that kind of thing happens, um, we are going to continue to be an example. I'm, I'm lucky. I feel very grateful that the mayor placed her trust in me and that we have an amazing group of oh, people. We have a really great do. team and people that have been with the department, like Mike Lynch, who just retired mm -hmm. after a long career in City Hall. Um, again, I, I'm humble enough to know that uh, a little kid from Columbia has an, a great honor in being able to lead the department in, in the city of Boston, yeah. uh, city of champions. So my hope is that we can lead, that we can continue to build the relationships and continue to foster so that we can be honed in and targeted in addressing the issues that people are experiencing. Yeah. Um, my mind, if that leads to having other people be able to see what works and what doesn't work, that's, uh, that's good. We're of a mind sense that you're right where you belong and right where we need you. Uh, Santi Gases, thank you so much for thank being so much, here. Glenn. It's a pleasure. It was great having a cup of coffee with you a couple of weeks ago. I really enjoyed it. I want to go back to that place. Yeah. It's a nice little, nice little corner of the city that, that you, know, you walk by sometimes and don't realize. You know? It's nice. The well, yeah. The well. Very good. Exactly. Listen, thank you very much. Listen, gang, thanks an awful lot for being here with us. Yeah, you've been watching Now and Then with Glenn. Every now and then they give me a chance, you know, when the studio's empty, uh, to come in and, and, and talk, talk some serious talk, talk some, some light stuff. But today I think it was an important conversation. So if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to go to the website, www.bnnmedia.org. That's it. Uh, thank you for being here. Get out there and do something artful for yourself, will you? We'll dig you later, okay? Bye-bye now.
走。